You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. As you listen to me now, take a look around where you are. If you're driving, keep your hands on the steering wheel. But just imagine your loved ones around you, cheering you on as you go through life. Now, certainly they're busy in the afterlife. They continue their education for their soul with jobs and helping others, but they are only a thought away. So imagine them now, your biggest cheerleaders, right there doing their best to let you know that you're not alone, that your life is for a purpose, and they are right there with you. Now, imagine something else. Imagine some balls of light floating around, whether you call them your spirit guides, your guardian angels, whatever that may be. What do you think about these beings that may have never walked on earth that are around us, love us, and support us? Some people think we have guardian angels who help us find a parking spot, and I don't know about that. Could be true. But our guest today is someone who's made her life about angels. And now we believe in the afterlife, so why not believe in these other beings that are there too? I want to introduce you to Lorna Byrne, who is in Ireland, and she has sold over a million copies of her books about angels. She calls herself just an ordinary woman, and she began to see angels when she was a young girl. Her books have been translated into 30 languages and are sold in 50 countries around the world. The books include Angels in My Hair, Stairways to Heaven, A Message of Hope from the Angels, and Love from Heaven. So I am so delighted to introduce you to this wonderful woman and have you hear her extraordinary story. Lorna, welcome. Hi, Sandra. I'm delighted now to be talking with you, and I'm looking forward to all the wonderful questions you're going to ask. Well, I'll certainly do my best. Lorna, you know your story better than anyone, and I read that you started seeing angels as a baby. Did this come natural to you? Tell us some of your story, if you would. Um, It it was something I I would say came natural. I always would say, and especially in Angels in My Hair, I have, I've already said that, you know, from the moment I opened my eyes, I saw angels, even though I didn't know they were angels because I was only an infant. Hmm. And, you know, I see angels physically every day of my life. 
Um, I know if I was in the same room with you now, I would see your guardian angel as physically as I would see see yourself. And it was when I was about um, two and a half years of age when I was sitting in front of the fire with my little brother and we were playing with blocks that my dad had made. And it was like as if, the only way I can describe it, his hand went into mine or mine went into his and it just sparkled. And I just felt such love. And you have to remember, I was only an infant, only about two, two and a half years of age. Was your brother alive in this world? Or no, and I, oh. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that, you know, that, that's why I'm saying you have to remember I was only this, this age. And it was at that time that the angels said to me, you know, my brother was a soul that he had died before I was born and they were angels, but I must keep it a secret. Wow. And I, I suppose, you know, being a, a child, they were constantly reminding me to keep it a secret. So I actually never told anyone. And one of the lovely things was that, you know, when I did write Angels in My Hair, eventually, I read that chapter with with the help of a friend to my mom. And um, she was just so moved by it. Because sometimes I would see my brother as an infant in, in her arms when she was asleep in the chair in front of the fire. Mm-hmm. And I was only two or two and a half. So it, it didn't occur to me, you know, how come my my brother could change age? You know, right. you know, you're, you, I, I never questioned the angels or, or anything they, they said. You know, they have been my best friends, my companions and my teachers. And I'm what you call dyslexic. I know, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it yes, properly. Yes, dyslexic, yes. And um, so therefore I had learning difficulties um, for learning the normal things of, of life, like reading and writing and going left and right and, and all of those kind of things. And when a child had any learning difficulties at all in Ireland, at that time, you have to remember it's way, way back, Um they were just branded, retarded. And it was as I grew older, as I got older, I realized why the angels had said I must keep it a secret. Because if I didn't do what they said, I wouldn't be here today talking to you. I would have ended up in one of those institutions in Ireland. So I'm just so glad that my guardian angel and the other angels that were always around me kept on reminding me, you know, you must keep it a secret. You mustn't say say anything. When your mother heard that chapter in your book, was that the first time she had known that your younger brother yes. or your brother was with you? Yes, that, that was the first time. And she explained to me that she always felt his presence around her at certain times. But she said to me, you know, with tears in her eyes, that in Ireland way back then, when a mother lost a child, you weren't really allowed to talk about it. You know, it was kind of, they were told, she said, to get on, get on with life. You you know, you will have more children. And I suppose that was the usual thing maybe said all, all around the world. So she said she never really got a chance to just grieve. She always had to do it secretly. Wow. And I, I think that's a very sad thing because I know... Lots of mothers and fathers must have done the same thing, you know, back at that time. It, it's only as the world 
is changing. You're allowed now to grieve and you're allowed to grieve, you know, openly. And I think that's so important. But I think it's important to remember that your loved one is still alive because just like my little brother, you know, who was only his his body that died, you know, he had a soul, which I call that speck of light of God, that spark that fills every part of the human body. And I suppose that's one of the great messages that was in Angels in, in My Hair. And I would always give more information as I would write more books. And that way I give another little bit because I notice people find it hard to cope if you give them too much in, in one go. So I suppose with every book I write, I'm just giving a little bit more so you can grasp what is being said and, and, and the knowledge that you're being given for yourself. Mm, do you, you must have a helper writing your book, being dyslexic. Um, yeah, that was the most incredible story. Um, the, the angels all my life always said, you know, I have to keep it a secret, but one other thing they would say, and that was, and they still, you know, do the same thing today with me, but, but on other things was that, you know, one day, Lorna, you, you will write about God and us. And, you know, as a child, when they used to say that, I used to kind of laugh and in a sense, like a child, think they were only playing, joking right. that way. But, you know, as I became a teenager and they said the same thing, like I used to kind of say no way, that can never happen. I can't read or write. I'm considered, you know, mentally retarded. And I know that word is not allowed to be used anymore, but that was the word that mm -hmm. was used at that time. And it was when I was actually um, married to my husband, Joe. And again, that's another lovely story, but I know I won't be able to tell you all the stories today. But they're all in Angels in My Hair and the other books. And it was when the Angel Michael came up behind me. And, and it is actually the Archangel Michael. Just for your listeners, I'll just, just say that. Um, and he came up and, you know, kind of teased me. And I was feeling um, my young daughter. Um, she was a baby and she was asleep in her pram. And I remember that day was cold and breezy and I was a young mother, you know, having so much to do as, as you do with babies and, and young children. And I remember just stopping, wheeling the pram and turning around and, and there was Angel Michael. And, you know, he just said to me, Lorna, it's getting near time for you to write. You know, this is the message he was bringing. And I remember, you know, holding on to the you know, the handlebars of the, the pram and and just kind of getting annoyed with him, you know, does God not know I have enough to do, you mm -hmm. know, in that in that way. And I just said to him, I can't read or write. How on earth does God expect me to even write one book? Like I thought it was just totally crazy and would never happen. And he just he just said, Lorna God has just said it's getting near time for for you to write. And I, I remember walking home and it be on, on my mind. And I knew one day I would have to say yes. But I didn't say yes then. I, I knew I couldn't keep on saying no all of the time, mm -hmm. you know, or, or in a sense, not answering in that in that way. 
And it was many years after my husband, Joe, had died that I actually said yes. And and the moment I said yes, those blessings just happened. Um, One was someone I had just met and they knew I couldn't read or write. And one day I came home and a knock came. This person walks in with two boxes, puts them on the table, has a quick chat, cup of tea, you know, just the usual and, and left. And I remember when I opened the boxes, there was a laptop and a little box in among all of that to do with the Dragonet. That's what I use today. So you speak it and it I, turns it into the written I word. I speak, yeah. That's great. Into the computer and it prints out. Now it doesn't always work perfectly. So I'm always giving out to God and the angels over, you know, when do you think they can improve technology? Right. (laughs) And and print out the exact words I have said. (laughs) Lorna, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we want to hear more and about your husband. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stay right there. There's more Sandra coming right up. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? 
Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com the best afterlife information you can get while you're alive. Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are here with author Lorna Byrne, the lady who sees angels. Lorna, I wanted to ask you about your husband, Joe. Because you've believed in angels since you were a child, is it a different kind of grief? Because I know we all experience grief. I don't think it's a different kind of grief at all. I, I suppose I, I should tell you, you know, when I was the age of 10, and again, the story is in angels in my hair, but I'll skip most of it. Okay. But it was a time I was fishing with my dad, and the angels said to go up along the river, there was another angel I was to meet. And just asking my dad, was it okay? And and, and skipping on up along the river. And getting to a point and the angel was saying, stop. And I was to look across the river, you know, and there appeared this fantastic angel, Angel Elijah. And I could never pronounce his name. It's only in the last few years I'm actually been able to do <laughs> it. He walked across the river. And you have to remember, I was only 10 years of age. So that really fascinated me about sure. More than any other angel ever until that, until I was that age, you know, him just walking across, across the river. And when he walked onto the bank, the first thing I said to him, can I not do that? Because I wanted to do that. Of that, course. To me, that was, was incredible. And he sat down with me and um, he told me he was going to show me something and then the only way I can describe it like a big screen like silk like crystal appeared across the water just so clear and he told me to look at it and as I did he spoke and a young man appeared walking up a road with trees on on each side of of the road and he told me that this would be the young man I would marry and fall in love with. Wow. And I was only 10. I remember giggling. <laughs> right. You know, um, what's he talking about? Fall in love with, you know, I just thought it was so funny. And he just said, you know, we would have children, ups and downs. But the part I didn't like that he told me was that this young man, we wouldn't grow old together. Mm. He would become sick and he would die. God would take him home to, to heaven. And I remember being very annoyed with Angel Elijah. I and said, well, why did you have to tell me that? You know, what was the need to mm -hmm. tell me that? 
And he just said, because God said you needed to know. And he put it to the back of my mind. He put his hand at the back of my head. And in a sense, he put it to the back of my mind. But I was always very conscious of it. And, you know, I did fall in love with Joe and we met and and we had children and we had all those ups and downs and we were extremely poor. And it was hard because I could never tell him, I know we're not going to grow old together because you can't do that to someone, you know, because he needed to live his life and enjoy it. As mu- well, as much as he possibly could, right? Because he was he was very sick, um, for such a long part of his life. But I, for me, it didn't make it any easier. Just because I knew, it didn't make it any easier. You know, as the days got shorter, when I knew he would be soon going, mm-hmm. he'd be leaving us, and that that particular day was very hard on my children. It was the day after my birthday and my daughter's birthday. And I always remember that day because Joe had said, even though he was in bed, to myself and Ruth, I want you to go off into Dublin, you know, and have a nice time, you know, buy a present. He wanted me to buy a ring. And seemingly he had been saving this money and I didn't know a friend had been giving him a few bob every time he came to see him. I was just so nervous and so worried because I knew his time was so close and Mm -hmm. I was praying to God, don't let him go now, let us get home. And of course, we did get home. I I know I'm skipping loads of the story. The next day he died, the next morning, but my children did get a chance unknowing to themselves to say goodbye to their dad. It's just the way God had worked it all out. My daughter Ruth was going away for a weekend with her her boyfriend's family for a holiday. They were it was just down the country, you know, um, a house they had rented or something his his family had rented and you know, she said goodbye to her dad and she was saying to her dad, you know, do you think it's really all right for me to go? You'll be okay and and he wanted her to go, it's your birthday, off you go. Like, And she even said herself she felt so apprehensive about going. Owen and Christopher coming in and, and spending time with their dad sitting at, at the fire. And then that evening, you know, the angel saying to me, Lorna, it is really, really very close now. He died early hours of the morning, I think maybe around seven, but he died peacefully. And, and just seeing all the angels in the room and seeing his soul leaving, wow, you know, was incredible. And I think that's what everyone who has to remember. Your loved one, it's only their body that has died. Our loved ones, they give us signs all of the time, you know, and it, sometimes... When someone is grieving so hard, they don't recognize the signs. Mm-hmm. But I would say to say to you, don't give up in that way, because as you go through your grief, as it gets, in one sense, maybe a little bit easier, you will start to recognize the signs, you know, um, but to know that you will meet your loved one again, but only when it's your time. Yeah. Have you seen Joe like you'd seen your brother? His soul? Yeah, I I have. And I have written 
about my youngest daughter, Megan, making her confirmation and the soul of her dad walking up to the the altar with her. Aww. And I think that's in Stairways to Heaven. I don't forget what's in each book, if you know what I mean. I, I haven't been able to keep up. That's okay. With what, what I put in. Um, and that alone has been a great comfort to to everybody that has lost a loved one or, or even a mother and father who have lost a child. You know, a family might get in contact with me somewhere, some way and ask, you know, could they bring their, their sick child to me? And, you know, sometimes God would tell me this child is going to get better and I'd bless them and pray over them. But sometimes I'm told no. And of course, I would never say that to the parents. I would just give them as much encouragement as, as possible and, you know, to enjoy their child while their child is still here physically, you know, in the flesh and blood. Yes. But I always remember one little boy, you know, he would insist on his mom and dad bringing him to visit me. I don't know many times I had seen him, but the last couple of times he was saying, no, no, mom and dad is not listening to me. I've been trying to tell them I'd be going home soon. And sometimes I suppose when he would say that, he might be in hospital and they would think it was home to the house. Yes. But the little boy didn't mean that. He meant home to heaven, you know, and and he would say, and I see my guardian angel now, you know, and he would describe his guardian angel. And I always remember one time he just said, will you please tell daddy and mommy? you know, that I'm going home to heaven because they're not listening to me. And it was really hard. So the only way I could do it was the most gentlest way. And and that was that it is time now to spend every moment with your son. Mm -hmm. You know, don't miss a moment. Just spend it with your son. And of course, he went home to heaven a week later. But I remember getting a letter from the parents and they, they just said, thank you for telling us to spend every moment with our son. That was the most precious time. Absolutely. But we do find it hard. It's the one thing that tears us apart is losing a loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I met a woman just here in Ireland and her husband was killed tragically. And, you know, she said to me, Lorna, I don't believe in God anymore. How could there be a God? And he took my husband. Why didn't he leave him here with me? But I I think we have to remember, you know, God takes us all home to heaven in so many different ways. And I know her husband was a car crash, but he's he's right there with her as well. And she will see him, him again. But it can be the grief and the pain that makes us angry and makes us, in a a sense, disbelieve that God is real or or a guardian angel is real. But the most wonderful thing is that God fell in love with us and gave us a soul. And that's why your loved one, you will see a loved one again. You know, God has given us this wonderful soul that is pure love. And Mm. to me, that is an incredible thing. I always say to people, you know, you are pure love because of your soul. The more you learn to love yourself, the more that you can, you know, love the stranger or love your loved one. You can't love anyone any more than you love yourself. 
That's a hard thing I've found, and many people do too. I think it's easy to love my mom or people in my life. Any advice on loving ourselves? The first thing you you have to remember is that you have this soul. And because you have your soul, you have this beautiful guardian angel that is the gatekeeper of your soul. And to remember that, you know, your soul is that spark, that speck of light of God. And Mm. even though it's so, so tiny, it fills every part of you. And you are pure love. That's what you have to remember. And you can't dilute it or get rid of it. You can't give too much of it away and yet it's the one thing as well that we're afraid of is if I love someone or love them too much I'm going to get hurt and I suppose that again maybe has to do with that we know humanly we're going to die but remember your soul isn't so you can love and sometimes love does hurt. Lorna we have to take a quick break but when we come back let's talk about how our guardian angel feels about each one of us. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? 
Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're here with Lorna Byrne, who has inspired millions around the world with her books about angels. Lorna, I can imagine if I'm a guardian angel looking at you or looking at someone else, all that I could see would be unconditional love. Am I right? Exactly. And that is very important to remember because your guardian angel loves you unconditionally and is there every second of your life. Never, never leaves you at all. To your guardian angel, you know, you're its number one. No other human being in the world. And it only has eyes for you. But if we all recognized, you know, that we have a soul, that pure love, to be, what would you say, no wars, no hatred, the world would be such a different place. Absolutely. Such a positive place and full of hope. And, you know, that's what life is about, because I know that's what you wanted to talk about as well. Life is about living life. It's about loving, enjoying and being happy, even in the most difficult times of our life, to recognize I am alive, I can breathe, I can see all the blessings that you have. I remember saying to some people, you know, how many blessings do you think you have in your life? And they named out actually the, what would you say, the material blessings. But they're not the important blessings. The most important blessings is that you have life, that you are alive, that you have a soul and a guardian angel that you can see, that you can hear, that you can listen, that you can walk, that you can do so many things in that way, because when any of them are taken away from you, and that often happens in people's lives, they could lose their sight or partly sight, Mm -hmm. they could lose their hearing, you know, they could lose the ability to walk, the ability to feel touch, even emotions in that way. Everybody would give any material thing they possibly could for that blessing to come back. Yes. In that way. And again, it is, you know, a mother says, I would give anything for God if God allows my child to live. So you're looking for the blessing of life. 
there's so many stories I could tell you, so I suppose I better let you ask. <laughs> That's why you have four books. One of the nicest things, though, is to know that each and every one of us has a guardian angel. Is that what you're saying? There's not anyone who yes. doesn't. We all have a special being that was greeted us when we first took our first breath, and I'm guessing, will they guide us to heaven when we take our last breath? Yeah, they will take you right home. And I, I don't know what book I have written it in now, but I have written about the guardian angel, you know, you as a soul meeting your guardian angel in heaven before you were even conceived in among that sea of souls and and your guardian angel walking through the sea of souls looking for you and finding you. And I know I'm skipping loads. Oh, I love it. That, that, it's it's that good. It's stairways to heaven. It's I'm, okay. I'm not sure. I'm visualizing it, though, and loving it. And then going on a journey, walking from there to to where God is and standing in front of God and, and God showing the soul all the good and bad things of the life and the guardian angel being told to make sure that it brings back home to heaven this wonderful soul being the gatekeeper but again, the guardian angel or no angel, or even God doesn't overstep that human thing that we have, the free will. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone says, well, why doesn't God take away free will? But I think it is part of the human part of us. And I think it's important for us to have it. And when you are conceived, your guardian angel is right there with you, even in the womb. I always remember, I know I don't know what book now I have the story in, but it's <laughs> about my own daughter being pregnant and seeing the light of her guardian angel around the very beginning of her pregnancy. You know, the soul had already come and the guardian angel was with it and I couldn't tell my daughter she was pregnant. Wow. <laughs> I had to wait for her to find out for herself, you know. And your guardian angel can never be anyone else's guardian angel. Um, is... I have written so so much and, and it doesn't matter whether a person is good or bad. And I know people get annoyed with that. Mm-hmm. But every single human being has a guardian angel. And again, it doesn't matter what fate they are, what religion they are, or even if they say they don't belong to any, mm-hmm. um, they all have a guardian angel. That is so special to know that we have a, a partner. I'm not the only one who very much feels alone sometimes, but to really get that we're never alone. Yeah, no, every single um, human being has a guardian angel. And to me, that is one of the wonderful gifts. I'm so glad God fell in love with us. I don't know why he did. <laughs> you know, when you look at the world today, how on earth, what did he see in us? But I think it is incredible that he's given us, you know, a soul, that speck of light of himself, mm-hmm. and a guardian angel that can never leave us even for one second. I would like to ask you, though, what I'm sure uh, this might be hard to describe, but what would an angel look like to you or to us? I mean, I grew up Catholic and I think of the winged beings, beautiful, but is that what you see? They're extremely beautiful and I always say to people, I would not be able to describe an angel only for they give a human appearance within themselves. And mm-hmm. that's the only way I can say okay. it. 
Sometimes an angel will show wings, but really very seldom. Um, it's just like the Archangel Michael. He seldom so shows wings. He only showed wings on on one particular occasion, and that was when you know he gave me the prayer that God had given him. I always feel privileged if an angel or even a guardian angel shows wings. But when I think about it, it's not as often maybe as everyone would think. Hmm. But I do believe every angel has wings. And at Christmas time, you know, the gates of heaven are just opened a little bit more. God opens them. Nice. And there are streams of angels from before November, the beginning of November, just coming to the earth, coming to our world, carrying beautiful balls of light, full of the spirit of Christmas, full of hope and belief, full of happiness and joy. And I see them dropping them on every home. And I have seen this since I was a child, dropping them on, on every home, whether it's a house or an apartment or a car or a shoebox or a tent, wherever people are living, no matter what, they drop these balls of light. And if all the family are not there, they'll come back again. And the only way I can describe it, it's like when they drop the ball of light, it just explodes and it seems to light up the home. And I would say every nook and cranny, but it touches everybody within that home. And children are full of the spirit of Christmas at this time of the year. Yes. I, I think we have to remember that no matter what faith you are, and even of none, most people in the world, and I would say it would be very high, like nearly 99%, know of the child that was born 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And that child gave us all hope. But that child was pure love, vulnerable, you know, needed protection and love. And again, it's, it's reminding us that that's what the children of today need as well. I wanted to ask you, because I saw on your website, you have a children's foundation. What is that? Yeah, I have a children's foundation. Um, the laws are very strict here in Ireland. Um, so we're still in negotiations, but the, the charity has been up and running. And um, I'm helping children. I get lots of requests in to help children. Um, from other charities, but sometimes from individuals. We help Blue Box here in Ireland. It's children that have been traumatized. Mm. We help children in Africa as well. And we're helping UNICEF as well with the children on the first, I think they call it the first grade or, or number one. And um, because I remember the man saying to us, if they don't survive, the first set, there's no point having, you know, two, three, four or five in that way. So we have to help at home. And that's very important. But we can't forget about the children that are outside because it's no child's fault that they are in need of help or, you know, or they're hungry or they're traumatized mm -hmm. in any way. I had a priest ring me and said, Lorna, my parish here, because the parish is kind of alienated. It's it's known as a place where you don't go. It's all bad. That's the way people look on it. But the children are innocent. Yes. And he just said, these children have nothing. I, you know, how am I going to manage Santa Claus for them? And, you know, any nice little goodies for them? Because they get so little. 
But I have to be say, say I, I put the call out and I got a load of toys. Nice. Um, and selection boxes. So actually the priest is downstairs to take them back to Limerick. Nice. Here at the house at the moment. Oh, that's great. That's great. So he, he was he was overjoyed when he saw all of all of the things. You know, we have to remember children are innocent. Yes. And we have to reach out and help. And when you lose a loved one, even though you're shattered and hurt, your loved one would love you to help as well. So we're always looking for donations and on my website there's there's a section that you know says if you can donate i just say even if it's only i know you're you're america one dollar or or 50 cents we we don't care because it all adds up and i always say to someone you never know you know which child you have saved that's wonderful the power of making a difference in a child's life can make a huge difference for the rest of their lives lorna's website is lorna burn.com l-o-r-n-a-b-y-r-n-e.com after the break lorna we want to talk more we'll get some closing thoughts from you and also i'd like your opinion about the power of prayer you're listening to shades of the afterlife on the iHeartRadio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network don't go anywhere there's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? 
It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. And now back to Sandra Champlain and Shades of the Afterlife. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are here with the Angel Lady. Lorna Byrne. Lorna, before the break, I had mentioned the power of prayer. Could you talk a little bit about that? Prayer is extremely powerful. And today, in today's world, we don't realize that. You know, the expression they use, you know, prayer can move mountains Uh and literally can. And at times I would go on my Facebook post and I would ask people to pray, you know, for peace in the world, for, for different things that are happening. When we do that, and when we pray with a pure heart, you you don't have to, you know, be kneeling down and, and, and say a whole load of prayers off. You could be driving your car, you could be sitting on a bus or on a train, you could be in your office, and all of a sudden the thought comes across your mind to pray. And that's your guardian angel to telling you, you know, that somewhere in the world prayer is needed. Mm-hmm. And you should pray. And even if it is just one word, you know, sometimes the most powerful prayer can be, you know, a mother or a father. And I know that has been happening where horrific things have have happened in the world today and yes. are even happening at this moment when a father or a mother or a child cries out, you know, even the word help. And that's a prayer. Or they cry out, God help us. Or why is this happening help, you know, in that way. It doesn't matter what way one prays. Prayer is prayer. And every time I see people in prayer, you know, I could be walking down the road and someone is walking the far side of the road and and I know they're praying because I would see, the only way I can describe it is like you can imagine Niagara Falls. I don't know if that's the biggest it's big. waterfall in, in the world. It's a big one for sure. You could imagine that being billions of times bigger. And instead of coming down, it's going up because it's all angels. It's angels of prayer in enhancing our prayers, imploring for the good thing that we're asking, if at all possible. 
But we have to listen. And, and sometimes I would ask people to pray for particular leaders in the world. And sometimes I'd get back, how dare you ask? You know, <laughs> they're so bad. And I won't say other things they might say. Right. Or, they will never change if we don't pray for them. They won't stop and hesitate and listen no. and allow themselves to feel the compassion in their heart of what their guardian angel is, is saying unless we pray. I have been praying for Northern Ireland because we've had war here in Northern Ireland, you know, for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. Now we have peace. But still, the angels still keep asking me to keep on praying that peace remains in Northern Ireland because Northern Ireland is the cornerstone of peace for the world. Wow. And that's one thing we have to remember. It, it doesn't matter whether you agree with a government or a leader. They won't change unless we pray. And that's what happened one day. I remember, you know, hearing on the radio and I just smiled with joy. And it was a man called Paisley. And he turned around to reporters or um, whoever was there. And he just said his words were, we have to stop killing each other. And that was the beginning, that moment when peace started. I know it took a long, long time, but it was the beginning mm -hmm. of the talks. And and they have peace now. And it's wonderful to be able to go up there and children can go to school and they know their mom and dad will be at home. They wouldn't have got killed or shot or a bomb. Or And parents know that their child is going to come home from school as well, that, mm -hmm. that they're not going to be blown up. It's just wonderful to see young people hop off a bus and go into the shopping centers now and everything like that. So prayer is extremely powerful. And it's so interesting because we just had a change in president in our country and people, everybody has their own opinions. But a lot of people say, well, what can I do? I'm just one person. And I'm just thinking, you know, all the leaders in the world, if we remember that they have that spark, that they are a soul and that prayer does work, that is something we can do that because is, we all want peace. Is, yeah. We do. And I pray for your president, your new president. Mm -hmm. I pray that somehow no matter what everyone thinks of him, that somehow he will listen and he will make as many of the right decisions as possible. I know he'll probably make some wrong, but as many of the right that is possible for America and for the rest of the world. Mm. And I you do know, believe prayer does work. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 it, it does work. And no matter what ups and downs we have in our lives, just always remember you will get through them because of prayer, because someone else is praying for you, the stranger. I have people praying for the stranger, the people they don't know all over the world. And, and that's an important thing to remember and to pray for our leaders of the world, whether they're presidents or governments or princes or kings. We have to we have to pray for them that they will will listen and have compassion and love and make the, the right decisions because we have to head towards a better peaceful world than what we have. Absolutely. And each one of us can make a difference there. A huge difference. Lorna, thank you. I was delighted to be talking with yes. you and all of your listeners. Oh, so. yes. But thank you for all that you do and even for being courageous enough to listen to the angels and share your story and to have a million plus 
readers worldwide and give people hope and give people direction and love. And the biggest, most comforting thing, even though you've said a lot, is just to know that there's someone standing behind me or by my side, that each one of us has this guardian angel that loves us unconditionally. And I'm, it's number one. I love that. <laughs> wow. Well, that's that's Gosh. what you have to remember. Yeah, to have a partner, a teammate, it's just wonderful. So thank you. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, and for our listeners, don't go away just yet. I've got something special for you planned. I'd like to give you just a little meditation that you can use to meet your guardian angel. So if you're driving, you can listen to this later or pull over to the side of the road. But take a moment, will you? Slow down, take a few deep breaths. And when you're ready, just close your eyes. And as you continue to just take some deep breaths, I want you to imagine before you came to Earth. You, a profoundly intelligent being, wants to enrich your soul and learn more. And you know in the before life, you can only get so far with your advancement. Because where there is good all of the time... You don't experience negative, and you don't experience those times that give you the most soul growth. Because any one of us souls who lives on earth knows that the toughest times in our life are the things that shape us for who we are meant to be in the future, for the lives we can impact because we have been there before. So as a soul, you choose to come into earth, but before you do, you are with your guardian angel. You have this supreme being who loves you, who holds your hand, who talks to you about how life will be, how you will forget who you really are. But as you go through your life, this being, this angel assures you that they will always be by your side that they will try to give you clues in the way of synchronicities, in the way of random thoughts that just appear about different things, reminding you of special times. Imagine this being now with you at the time of your birth and as you grow up, loving you and cheering you on. And as you become a young person and try to find your way in the world, and when you become a teenager... Perhaps through your first heartbreak, this being is right there, comforting you, loving you. However, the older you get, you seem to forget how much you are loved. Take a moment at your current age and be in your guardian angel's shoes. Imagine them right now by your side, holding your hands looking at you, loving you, feeling so much love and joy for all that you've experienced in life. For them telling you that every step of this road has been your grand adventure for your soul to grow and to learn, for you to be able to be a gift to other people. Your guardian angel tries to show you a little life review of all the good that you've done and all the growth that you've had. So take a moment now from an outsider's point of view as your guardian angel to feel love 
for you. And now you can open your eyes, and although you may see an invisible space around you, you can trust that not only your guardian angel is right there next to you, holding your hand, walking with you every step you take, but also your loved ones who are no longer walking this earth. Sure, they have work to do in the hereafter, but they're only a thought away. And so right now, bring them in, being with you, that love that they have for you. Feel it. Your guardian angel wants to remind you that you chose to come into this life. There are hardships for sure, but the gift of being who you are, you are one of a kind, you are special, you are loved. And the last thing they want to share with you is to remember by loving another and making a difference for another is how you get to feel this love right back. What little action can you take to share your love and be a guardian angel to someone else? I'm Sandra Champlain. I want to thank you so much for listening. Remember, our home base is We Don't Die. We have loads of things for you there. You've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.